In 2009, a bipartisan congressional act entrusted the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, to regulate the manufacturing, distribution, and marketing of tobacco products in order to protect public health. With that authority, today we are taking a significant step to do just that. We're protecting our nation's children and teenagers and helping adults get the information they need to make informed decisions about tobacco and nicotine use. Under this rule, retailers will no longer be allowed to sell e-cigarettes, cigars, or other covered tobacco products to anyone under the age of 18. And all sales to those 26 and under will require a photo ID. Just a couple of examples of how we will uh, enforce the rule after it goes into effect. There are some provisions like uh, the youth access uh, restrictions that go into effect uh, 90 days after uh, the rule uh, publishes. We have a robust compliance and enforcement program that's done through contracts at the state and local level. And we have been preparing for day 91 when those provisions will kick in and we will be adding to the inspections that we have been doing at retail to include all of the products that are covered by the final deeming rule. And tonight we are going to discuss it. Before I start anything I'm about to do, hang on a second. Where's Dino? Where is Dino? He's right there. Dino, Dino, let's get this out of the way. Dino intro music. Dino will arrive any minute. And Dino's uh, here. Uh, this country is fucking uh, pussified. That's right. Uh, 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 this country is fucking uh, pussified. Tell him, Dino. Uh, 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 this country is fucking uh, pussified. That's right. Uh, pussified. Say it again. Uh, pussified. <laughs> How are you, Dino? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm not bad. Uh, guess what? I don't need you tonight. <laughs> I kind of figured that. <laughs> I don't think you want to sit down for all this, to be honest with you. My mic is real hot. I got to turn it down. Yeah, I don't know if you want to sit, you know, sit for all this. So I'm going to bring Cynthia on, and this is going to be deeming regulations for dummies. So everybody understands, you know, they have those, all those books, you know, cooking for dummies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, auto repair for dummies. This is going to be windows for dummies. Yes, windows for dummies. This is going to be deeming regulations for dummies. So I just didn't know if you wanted to say anything before, you know, we start this, or if there was anything on your mind, or mm, we're fucked. <laughs> That's it. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will go watch The Walking Dead. And Enjoy just, your evening. Yes, yeah, so just let you know, next week we're not doing a show because Dino's not going to be available. And if I don't have Dino, I'm not doing a fucking show. So there's going to be no show next week. But You're not going to do a show because I'm not around? That's right. That's fucked up. What do you mean that's fucked up? You should do it. Do it. What the fuck? Listen. I know you want the day off. It's okay. Yeah, I, I've got... I, I've got I'm going to be doing two shows this week, and I'm going to discuss... I, I will be basking in the sun for the next... A uh, week and a half. So. And Ed Wolf will not be doing a show next Sunday. He's full of shit. So <laughs> I see him saying that in the chat. That's not going to happen. Okay, so we will talk to you soon, Dino. Thank you. All right, buddy. All right, later. Okay. Oh, I'm calling him back. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
Tonight, I'm going to bring on superstar Cynthia Cabrera from the from Safada, the Smoke Free Alternatives Trade Association. And what I'm also going to be doing is on Tuesday, I'm just working out the time, but on Tuesday during the afternoon, it's probably going to be at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, I'm going to be having Dr. Michael Siegel. And Dr. Siegel will be taking questions, he'll be taking phone calls. I highly suggest if anybody can listen that they listen you call in, you thank Dr. Siegel for everything he's done for us for supporting vaping as many years as he has. He's been a strong proponent for us. He's been wonderful. So Dr. Siegel on Tuesday and tonight we're going to have Cynthia and I'm going to get her on the line right now. There we go. Let's dial her up. I, I can't say her last name. It's not. It's Cabrera, but she says it with with the roll of the tongue that I don't know how to do. That. She does so well. Hello. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming. I can't say, I don't say your last name right. I say Cabrera, but that's not how you say it. You got to roll your tongue like you do. I don't know how to do that. Well, you know, I am Hispanic. Grew up saying my name that way. Yes. I wish I could do that. It's how we say it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cabrera. We can all practice together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So I'm having Cynthia. I was explaining to the audience before. I'm trying to make this a show. It's going to be titled Deeming Regulations for Dummies. You know, I have all those books like Cooking for (laughs) Dummies, you know, just to simplify it so people can understand what in the world is going on. And if anybody wants to call, they have any questions for Cynthia, 347-308-8329. Ed, I know what you want to talk about. Don't call and talk about that with Cynthia. When she's done, you can call in and say whatever the hell you want to say, but we don't want to do that right now. Right now, we just want to stick with straight deeming regulations and what's going on. So last week, the deeming regs came out. I was just playing the clip on uh, CNN, which was a portion of their news conference uh, Tobacco FDA did. And, you know, it was surprising. Uh, The FDA Tobacco uh, Twitter was actually responding to people. I don't know. I maybe they just got so hammered that they started responding to people. It was crazy. I I, I don't know why they're responding. It it, it was just nuts. But uh, it, it was interesting some of their responses. But anyway, the the Demi regs came out. Now I guess the first question would be because I think people are confused because they heard ninety days, ninety days. It's going to take effect in ninety days, which is not true. What exactly is going to take effect in 90 days, Cynthia, so people understand? So the regulations become effective in 90 days. So in 90 days, vapor products are then tobacco products. Right. But there are two different windows. One is a 24-month window and one is a 36-month window that the industry will have open to them so the 90 days is that's when it becomes effective what is that like august 8th i think was the date or yeah i believe like it's that. yeah august 8th. it's not it's not three months it's like count 90 days right um which is why it's not exactly the same number as whatever the date was on thursday right. so that's that's what we have and you know just to allay any fears that people have or any you know, concerns and definitely misconceptions. The deeming regs are not a perfect document, right? Right. So 
there are inconsistencies in it. FDA has basically, you know, put in there a bunch of different placeholders, stuff they're going to get back to, because we have to remember this is a, this is deeming regulations for tobacco products. Tobacco products are combusted products that contain, you know, we, we assume they contain some type of tobacco leaf or whatever. We're taking a round peg and trying to shove it into a square hole so it doesn't work. So that 500-page document contains quite a lot of inconsistencies. I mean, I did a cursory read of it on Thursday morning. Our attorneys are still working on it. We actually were trading emails about it today because there are, you know, in one place it'll say one thing, but then there will be like a contradiction in another place. Right. Right. So they know that this is an imperfect document. So the the thing is, until we've had a chance to take it apart, and I understand we live in an instant gratification kind of thing, and I understand that people's livelihoods and businesses are at stake, and so everyone is understandably antsy and anxious. Totally get it. Absolutely. I actually took a migraine pill today because this is all just catching up with me. So I totally get it. Um, but there are some things that can't be answered. What we do know is that it becomes effective 90 days from now. We also know that there's a 24-month timeline for SE and another 36-month uh, one for PMTA. We also know that the FDA is going to offer like some kind of helpline and whatever for small businesses, which they define as businesses um, under $5 million. But we also know that this is it. It's a done deal. Right. They they define right. I they, got a bunch of they define a small business ahead. as a business with hundred and fifty employees that makes five million dollars a year. <laughs> That's a small Correct. business to them. And it, you know, when yeah, it's crazy. When I when when we did our OMB presentation this last time, you know, again, we brought up that these are not small businesses, most of them are micro businesses. Right. You know, <laughs> which is a totally different animal and I think it's hilarious that they think that so many people, I mean, hilarious in a peculiar way, not a ha-ha way, that they would think that so many people, you know, would fall under this category, 150 employees, $5 million. I mean, really? Right, right. Like, yeah, huge disconnect. Right. Uh, another disconnect. So now I do know what's going to happen in 90 days. They take effect. So what's going to take effect in 90 days so all the brick and mortars understand out there. I don't know how they're going to deal with this with online, but I can tell you brick and mortars, you're going to have to ID anybody that's age 26 or under. It's that simple. Not that is just, correct. Yes. That not, is correct. Well, what? yeah. And, you know, so any, to, so any vapor store um, that was also mixing their own line of e-liquids or whatever is now a tobacco products manufacturer. Um, they're going to have to comply with other operational things like you just brought up. Yep. Um, I, I will say that I am a little bit surprised at how surprised so many people were about this. I got emails and I saw posts about people saying, well, this can't be. It can't be right. How can it be? And it's like, oh, it be. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. Right. You know, Um and there are going to be a lot of compliance issues. Now, on the plus side, FDA doesn't have the um, ability to enforce all of this just yet. 
So that's helpful. And we are working, I, I think I mentioned that we were trading emails or whatever, so we're working on this document that we're going to release this week. Um, it's not the, the super deep dive because, again, 500 pages, um, but it will be um, like a scheduled timeline, you know, at 30 days this, at 90 days this, at two years this, at three years this, you know, whatever. So we'll have this, this thing that, like a cheat sheet that people can look at. Right. So this is what I need to have ready by this date. So that that should be helpful. Well, according to Mitch Zeller in his press conference, they have a robust system and process where they will be sending people out across the country to confirm that these uh, regulations are being upheld. And <laughs> even it's all I like... <laughs> am interested in seeing the robust infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so let me ask you this. So let's say you have a because st- I I I know there's stores out there that do this. I personally don't agree with it, but whatever. But there's stores out there that do this that mix their own e-liquid in their stores. Okay. Should they continue to do that in 90 days, or should they maybe stop that and look to just carrying e-liquid? Like well, buying. Well, again, capitalist. So I never tell anybody how to run their business. Right. I say, I will say that if it were me, and I'm not telling anybody to do this, I'm saying that if it were me and I didn't have a couple million set aside for one or two SKUs, I would absolutely phase out my e-liquid or look to cut a deal with somebody else who has a manufacturing facility and is willing to share the cost with me or just move on to planning to carry somebody else's. And they they can keep carrying their own liquid, right? You can keep carrying your own liquid for the next two years, but at the end of those two years, your liquid will go away if you haven't pursued either SE or PMTA. Right, right. And they could also look to a lab. Um, there are facilities yeah. out there now that make e-liquid and just have it done that way. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. The, I think the problem is... No, there's nothing wrong with that, but they're still going to have to do either PMTA or SE. Right. Regardless of where it's manufactured, that's still going to have to happen. That's right. But, so. they're, but they're also going to have some sort of manufacturing standards. Have they? Ha, is there anything about what the standards are going to be in the regs or, or no? They're just... Nope. Nope. The regs just basically dictate um, how they will be regulated. And this is the thing. So the deeming regs come out and they tell you how they're going to be regulated, but they don't give you the details. Right. Right. And so um, those standards need to be worked out. Um, a, a, A lot of things need to be worked out. And that's why I'm saying, you know, there's, there's some wiggle room here, but you know, it's this humongously cumbersome document that, almost doesn't come with a manual. Like, you need a manual for the deeming rights. Right. So, like, in a sense, yeah. they could go back into them at any time and just, like, add things, pull things out. Um, well, what they would do, they wouldn't pull anything out because it's like a done deal, but they could add things. And so they could add them as um, a process, for example. So, you know, they could change the way a PMTA is handled they wouldn't change the content of those regs. They would just issue this separate document. This is how we're going to handle the PMTA. Right, right. And now, so uh, 
brick and mortar stores understand, even online businesses understand. And you know what's another interesting thing is there's nothing on there about online businesses. That shocked me. No. I thought they were definitely no. going to say no more online business. That really shocked me that that wasn't in there. Yeah, here's here's my Machiavellian side of my brain working, right? I think like the the side of me that doesn't feel all rah rah and whatever and I'm just being pragmatic. If you're the FDA and if at the outset, you say, like Mitch Zeller did, we expect a lot of consolidation. There's really no need to single anybody out, right? Right. Because if you can't meet all these different parameters, you're not going to be around anyway. That's true. That's true. I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but so I, I, I was very surprised. But anyway, so we'll move on. So now there was no mention of flavors. Which they can always nope. add in the future, but at this stage, there was no mention of flavors, which, again, surprised me. I really thought that, because that's, that, that's what they've been hounded will, about the most, was flavors. I will tell you why there's no mention of flavors, because okay. they don't have jurisdiction. They don't have jurisdiction over flavors. Here's what will happen. They're going to issue a separate ANPRM, which is an advanced notice of proposed rulemaking, and it will refer to flavors or or... Every application they get that has a flavor they don't like will be rejected, and that is how they deal with flavors. Right, and that's another thing too. Okay, these uh, pre-market tobacco applications—they don't just because you pay, they don't have to accept it. They can say nope, denied. I mean, they can. That's correct. Yeah, they can deny any of them. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean the the PMTA—it's an application. It's like when you apply for let's say a weapons permit, right? Concealed weapons permit. You can still, I mean, you pay your $150, $180, whatever it is, but you can still be denied. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and an application is not a guarantee. That's right. It is not a guarantee. And that, and you know, that's really my concern. Um, I don't believe, you know, most of our products, our mods and all that stuff come from China. Uh, I don't believe for a second China is going to go through this uh, pre-marked tobacco application uh, I was actually talking to Russ about it this week. I think he's correct. I think they'll just keep on making these products and market them differently. Say, therefore, something else. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I... Um, they could try that. You know, they could try that. We'll, you know, it's not ambiguous, but it's a little bit ambiguous, right? So they could try that. I don't, and, you know, I said this the other day. There, do you remember? I don't know. Have you been to, to China? I have never gone to China, no. Okay, so I've been to Shenzhen, which is basically where all the electronics are, yep. you know, manufactured. So I've been there like three times. Okay. Anyway, so when the first time I went, there weren't that many factories. You know, there weren't that many assembly houses functioning. The next time I went, it was insane. It was absolutely crazy. The next time... There was actually like a consolidation and they were, these are assembly houses. They will assemble anything. And there was a trend there for a little while moving away from vapor products because there was just a lot of competition and they were moving to like hoverboards, right? Yep. So I want to stress this again. This is not China's fight. This is our fight. Right. 
to your point, they're going to figure something out, and if it works for them, great, and if it doesn't, they'll find something else to work on. And that's, that's right. not anything to get pissed off at. That's a business decision. That's right. Plain and simple. It's a business decision. So if we want it here, then we need to fight for it here. Right. And which is one of the things, you know, I wonder if in hindsight we've made a misstep or not calculated something properly in supporting. And I understand that there's a lot of variables involved and I don't want everybody screaming and yelling and their heads catching fire. I understand there are a lot of variables involved. But if we had more U.S. manufacturers, you know, it might be a different ball game for us in terms of working together to try to save it. But, you know, most of the hardware is foreign-made. Yeah. So it and, leaves us in another, you know. And that's the thing, and that's my thought process behind it. Either they're going to, if they can't find another way to market it, they're going to move on. They've done very well selling these for how many years? They've made billions at this point. They're just going to say, okay, we'll just move on. I mean, or they'll just keep on producing them, and if they can't sell them here, oh, well, they can't sell them here. There's a whole world they can sell them to. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, isn't that what you would do or, or, you know, I mean, is it like, like the well, logical? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a business person, you can give two shits about, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that would be a smart business decision. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. it's, it would, it'd be a very smart business decision to do. And that's probably, probably what's going to happen. So now I, I have a lot of like brick and mortars going, Oh God, what do we do? What do we do? I don't think they understand. Brick and mortars aren't going to be the ones, unless you make your own e-liquid, and you would have to obviously get a, uh, a pre-market tobacco application for that. But if you don't make your own e-liquid, like if you just sell other companies e-liquids and you sell other products, it's really on the companies producing their products to get pre-market, uh, to, to apply for a pre-market tobacco application. And what really what's happening with the deeping regs is that most companies aren't going to be able to afford this process. I'm getting figures of like a million dollars just to apply for this application. So that's why you would be out of business. Because if people don't have the money to get these uh, products approved by the FDA, there's no products to sell. And that's why your business that is, is done. Correct. Yes, because I some don't understand that. that. Correct. They're like, oh, we got to come up with millions of dollars. No, that no. <laughs> no. paper stores don't have to do that. And you know, over the past couple of years, every time somebody came up to me and said, "I'm going to start mixing my own e-liquid," I would be like, "Don't." Yeah. You know, just just don't yep. make a deal with somebody else and get some, you know, whatever. Um, that's right. The it's a trickle down effect. So if there is no, you know, the manufacturers if they can't provide the product the stores have no product to carry. And the reason that it's devastating, as you and I know, is because vapor stores carry almost exclusively only vapor products. Right. And so when we look at the 0.1% of companies that will be able to get through this process, what you're looking at is whatever vapor stores are left standing, all carrying essentially the same product. Very little variety. Right. Very little. Right, right. So... So that, I, I hope everybody understands that, that has a brick and mortar or, or an online business, that, that that's, that's how it's going to happen. So now what's happening is the uh, date, I call it the grandfather date, I guess there's another name for it, right now is in uh, what, two, February of 2007? So 
any pro- February fifteenth, two thousand seven. Right, February. So any products that came on the market after February fifteenth of two thousand seven will have to be approved by the FDA, which is pretty much all products, pretty much all of them, pretty much everything that we use and everything that's out there came out after February fifteenth, two thousand seven, which. Uh, I mean, the, 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 there's nothing left. I mean, maybe a, a stick battery, and I mean, who knows? Maybe even that was developed after 2007. So now the problem we have is, well, I, actually, it's not a problem. What's going on right now in Congress, now, now there's something going on with Congress. Something was filed to change that date. Can you explain to people exactly what that is? What was filed and how that would work? Because a lot of people don't understand that. Okay. So language was approved for the um, appropriate, uh, okay. So we have an appropriations bill, right, or package that gets approved every yes. year, mm-hmm. right? And so you can put in, I say you, but it's the public or whoever's got a special interest or whatever, puts in language um, for whatever their special interest is or whatever. And I'm really simplifying this. Super, I'm making it super, super easy. Right. So our language, or language rather, to change the predicate date, it contains additional language, but we're talking about the predicate date. That's the word that you were looking for before. Yes, Grandfather date. date is the predicate date. Yes. Um, so that language is included in there, and basically what it says is that it will move the grandfather date or the predicate date to whatever the date that the regs are effective, Right. This is important because FDA has always maintained that they don't have the authority to change the predicate date, that only Congress has the authority to change the predicate date. Right. So now we have this language in the appropriations um, package. We had the same situation last year where we got language included into the appropriations bill, but when it came time to vote for it in the fall, it got horse traded out because not that many, there were bigger issues. Like vapor is paramount for us. It's like the biggest thing in the world for us. But the fact is that for most of the rest of the country, it's not a big deal. And, you know, there was the Planned Parenthood stuff going on. There was a gun bill thing going on, you know, gun rights. So there were much bigger issues going on and our stuff just got traded out. Right. So, we're back at this again this year, and there's additional language in there which might help mollify our opponents or not, but we're going to have to go through this process again. Additionally, we need to look at separate legislation to deal with other things because it's not just enough to change the grandfather date because the grandfather changing the grandfather date or the predicate date, changing it, Whatever that date is, let's say that um, it was changed to 2012, right? February 15, 2012. Right. Well, it would essentially freeze technology at that date. Right. So just merely moving the date doesn't address all of our issues, right? We always want innovation to be able to continue or whatever, and until we have a more robust solution. So changing the, the predicate date is the first step. But there are a lot of other things that have to be done as well. Yes, yeah, so people understand just like she said, I just want to simplify it as much as I can. Changing that date, let's say it gets changed to 2013. It'll keep whatever was on the market at that point, but innovation is done. 
you know, all this new stuff you love, your new tanks, your new mods, new th- there's no new innovation. Innovate, it's over. We just get to keep what we have, and that is it. So she's right. It doesn't, it doesn't solve the problem. It's, it's, it solves half of it. We get to keep what we have to that whatever that date may be. But uh, advancing and making new products, that's all done. And then that, that's one of the greatest things about uh, vaping. I know all vapors love. You know, you got all these new products coming out, these new tanks coming out, these new drippers coming out, all this great new stuff coming out. That's done. All over. So that's only yeah. half the battle being won if, if, if that happens. This is great. I mean, we're just yeah. simplifying. I don't know how no, anybody could not understand what we're saying. This is fantastic. So <laughs> you'll called, find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. It's very simple. So uh, there's another thing I want to bring up with you as well, because I have said this in the past and I didn't really realize this until speaking with you the other day. Now, you know, everybody talks about when the Deeming Reds are, you know, when they come out, if they don't, if they don't look good or they look bad. Okay. So we get together and we sue, we sue, we sue, we sue. We just got to sue them. That's all. You know, we're just all going to have to get together, pool our money together, and sue. I didn't realize how costly that process would be to sue. I mean, how much money are we looking at to have a lawsuit to fight these deeming regulations? Just a ballpark. Well, not just from our attorneys, but because I've spoken to several other attorneys, and the ballpark is anywhere from like ten to twenty million. Oh. Just to put it in perspective for you, the Soterra case that we all love to refer to, the Enjoy one, yes. right? That was a really simple one. That was under three million dollars. Yep. That was a simple one. We're either going to sue and say that the FDA doesn't have authority or we're going to sue for some kind of damages, or we're going to sue to save the healthier products. All, I mean, just filing a lawsuit is not expensive. That's only a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. The, the key is keeping it going. And by the way, just to clear it up for everybody and their mother, I'm clearing it up. I don't think litigation is a bad idea. I just think that people need to be aware that merely suing doesn't guarantee you winning. Right. Every attorney I've talked to has says has said your chances of winning are slim. So right. it's okay if you think it's okay if you want to put ten to twenty million dollars into a lawsuit where our chances are slim. Okay, let's take every chance that we have. Let's use every opportunity that we have. My preference would be to start a lawsuit that hopefully we can complete, but simultaneously be pursuing a legislative strategy. Let's say we go on a capital fundraising campaign of $5 million. With $5 million, we could get serious work done at the legislative level. So now we're looking at a legal avenue and we're looking at a legislative avenue. And I can tell you, we have a much greater chance of being successful pursuing a legislative strategy. Now, again... For everybody who's losing their minds right now, I'm not against suing. I want to be clear. You got to have the money to sue. The worst thing in the world is to start a lawsuit and not complete it. The next thing is, and I'm sorry, did you want to say something? Because I, no, I could talk about this lawsuit I, I, thing for another. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, let, like what what you what you're talking about just now. So what Cynthia is saying is, let's say, 
we only had to come up with, I don't know, say five, three, five million dollars, whatever. I don't know what the cost would be. The point is, is instead of or not instead of, but also on top of the lawsuit, because obviously I think that's going to happen. We can hire lobbyists to lobby congressmen. We can start a PR campaign and a PR campaign is very, very important. You have to understand that the antis have wonderful PR campaigns and they just keep on repeating the same lie over and over and over and over and over. It goes on for years and years, attracting kids, flavors attract kids, e-cigarettes are bad, they're dangerous, and it, it works well. People believe it because they hear it constantly over and over again. We have a PR firm to counteract that, to keep this alive so e-cigarette users understand what position we're in. Because understand, we're a very small majority a very minute majority of e-cigarette users. In fact, so people understand, because I don't think people even get this, the most popular e-cigarette right now is nothing we use. It's a Views. The Views from RJ Reynolds is the most popular e-cigarette. It controls 38.5% of the U.S. market. Okay? It's in over 110,000 retail outlets across the country. It's getting to those vapors, have a very strong PR campaign and have lobbyists in there hitting up these congressmen because at the end of the day, Congress can change that date and even go, not only change the date, but even hopefully keep it going so we can continue to innovate and, and, and keep these products alive. That She's right. That's really our best bet. That's our most affordable best bet at this point. Because you were telling me that yesterday. You're right. You're absolutely right. And if we're pragmatic, I mean, you know, I, I feel a lot of personal, like, burden and pressure or whatever because, you know, I run this organization, people trust me to do this job, and I understand that people's livelihoods are at stake. I was talking to Julie yesterday, and Julie was like, I don't even know how you do this job. She's like, I don't know how you handle the pressure of, you know, knowing that all these people's jobs are at stake. And I said, well, that's what keeps me motivated, you know, but it is a lot of pressure. Right. So making the right decision and going down the right path, you know, I think about it a lot. And when I when I'm honest and I, I look at this, I think of two things that have constantly repeated themselves. One is that the vapor industry has yet to show a long term appetite for continuing to raise money for the fight. Yes. Correct. And the, and the other one is that we are not well-funded enough to respond to a campaign by, uh, to a, a media campaign by the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids that says something like, because in 90 days we'll be classified as tobacco, their headline is going to be Tobacco Industry Sues to Continue Selling to Minors. Yep. Tobacco industry sues to avoid regulation. Those are crappy headlines. Crappy, crappy, crappy. And they have millions of dollars. And I'm not saying I'm not up for a fight because anybody who knows me knows I have no problem having a confrontation. I know, however, that we need to be prepared. If we go down the litigation route, then we better be, you know, if we've got $10 million for a lawsuit, we better have another 3 or $5 million for that PR campaign, too, because we're going to have to counter 
all of that. That's right. And that's what the headline's going to be. And in fact, I saw a news report a couple of days ago where it was one of the local news stations where the news story was e-cigarette companies mad at regulations because they can't sell to uh, minors under 18. They think we're mad because there's you have to be 18 over to buy e-cigarettes and uh, we can't do that. We can't sell to minors anymore. So now we're up. That's why we're upset about the regulations. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, yeah. this is already happening. Isn't and, that crazy? It, it's already started. And yeah. here's the thing. We, we have logic on our side. We have science on our side. We have right. You know, R-I-G-H-T. We have right on our side. The moral argument is with us because we know the truth about vaping. But you know what? <laughs> they don't care. Because as far as a lot of America is concerned, the the campaign against vapor has worked. And as far as a lot of America is concerned, we are on the wrong side of the issue because we're tobacco. And according to our opponents, we're trying to hook kids and nicotine is the devil. And, you know, we're just a front for big tobacco, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all I'm saying is that whatever decision we make, we need to have thought it through carefully. Further, you can't decide you're going to litigate without sitting in a room with your attorneys for a few days and working through all the different strategies and figuring out which is the right one and then putting a price tag on it. Right. And if, and if people out there didn't believe we were picked a uh, big tobacco, they certainly do now because the headline for the, ever since the, regu- the regulations came out was FDA sticks it tobacco. to big tobacco. FDA defeats yep. a, another big defeat for FDA against big tobacco. That's been the headlines. That's what's being reported. Yep. That's what they're saying. So now they're even more there's convinced. There's no nuance. Yeah, there's no nuance. Yeah. They don't know that, oh, that's not the case. And they, they, they don't know that big tobacco is going, fuck, yeah, this is great. They don't understand that. You know, they watch their Fox News, their CNN, their MSNBC. They read their newspapers, and that's what they see. So we, we're going to need a lot of money to be able to, 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 to counteract something like that and be able to get through. I, I Really, I think that's our best hope right now, to just get through Congress, somehow get to these congressmen and, and somehow get a change that way. We have a lot better chance doing that than we do with a lawsuit. I absolutely agree with that. I would have said that before until I talked to you yesterday and you were telling me that. We were discussing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's right. <laughs> she's absolutely right. That's that's the best chance we, we have right now. We've talking about this because <laughs> well, I agree. I 100% agree. I mean, I, I, I talk with lots of people to, to try to get an understanding of what's going on and, and what I, you know, what's the best route? What should we do? You know, understand, just understand the regulations and just, I've, I've been doing this for years. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I turn to, to the experts like you and Greg Connolly and all kinds of other people. In fact, did you see Greg on CNN the other day, uh, Cynthia? No, I was busy on NBC. This Why was, do you ask? This was the... Gr- <laughs> Ooh, you were busy on NBC. <laughs> uh, this was... I, I, just, I was a joke. I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> messing with you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> this was the great... You got to hear this. It's just one... It's just something that Greg... I'm not going to play the whole interview. Just this one part because it was so genius. This is what Greg said during the interview. The problem is, is that the FDA is regulating with a sledgehammer instead of with a scalpel. How genius is that? (laughs) It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the expression when you're a ham when you're the hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. And the FDA, you know, the CTP considers themselves the uh, the tobacco hammer, 
And, you know, they're just whacking the shit out of us. Ooh, I cursed. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And what I love is nobody's turning uh, to Ray's story. I think that's so wonderful. Nobody's turning to Ray's story. I've only seen one mention. <laughs> I've only seen one mention of Ray's story, and that was, uh, I don't know if you know this, but if I don't know if it was last week or a few days ago. Dr. Sanjay Gupta did a live Facebook discussion about uh, e-cigarettes, and he was taking questions from people, which didn't sound like he was taking questions from people. It sounded like he just had some guy that was like an anti-e-cigarette guy just pushing out various questions to him. Oh, the plant? Yeah. The plant? The plant. But he's the only one that actually brought up what Ray's story said in the TV. Nobody else has brought it up. It's so wonderful. I'm so happy that the media is not turning to him anymore. I mean, oh, my God. It's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on the number of interviews that I ended up having to do on Thursday, I say having to do with my job. But, I mean, you'll laugh because our PR guys just had me going from TV station to TV station. And in the car rides in between the runs to TV stations, I was on the phone with print media. Yep. I, I didn't get to eat until like 4.30 in the afternoon. And I still had like one interview after that to do, but it was just this constant. I mean, on the one hand, you know, great that they're reaching out. And I didn't get to watch any of it. I called my mom and I was like, look for me on the news later, you know, whatever. And that was it. But I know that some of the pieces were slanted, but some of them were balanced. And the thing is, we live in a headline world. Right. That's it. It's whatever the headline is. And that's all people look at. That's it. But you know what's nice is like I had this Mother's Day brunch I went to today. And my uh, brother's wife, uh, she's like, so, uh, you know, how's this going to affect you, this whole FDA thing? She goes, because, you know, I read the other day that uh, apparently, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sticking it to small businesses like you guys. And they just like kind of gave a gift to Big Tobacco. And I'm like, wow, where did you read that? <laughs> She's, uh, I, I was great. You know, <laughs> Thank she, you for being informed. <laughs> yeah, she, she actually found like a good article. Yeah, I mean, and I was monitoring those too. There was some bad. There was some good though. You know, there were some, uh, some good ones out there. So thank God that it's not. I mean, whereas a few years ago, every article would have been bad, 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 bad. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely getting better. So, so everybody understands. Uh, we have to fight. There's no question. We obviously have to raise money, whether it's going to be for a lawsuit, for lobbying, for PR, whatever we got to do, we're going to have to raise money. There's no question about it. Um, I don't know how that's going to even occur. I mean, I'm sure within the next coming weeks, there'll be things put together where things are going to start happening. And I'm, I'm sure uh, everybody will uh, somehow work together and get something going. I mean, this, this just came out. So... If you have a brick and mortar, if you have an e-liquid company, whatever whatever you have, if you're involved in the e-cigarette industry, hang tight and wait. Things are being I mean, people are still reading through these regulations. They're 500 fucking pages. They're still trying to even like understand exactly. that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do tomorrow or the day after. Just wait and it's being worked on. That's all I can say, right? So it's being worked on. Everybody's That's trying it. yeah. It's, I mean, everybody's it's trying to It's being worked on and you know Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's a little bit frustrating, and I understand, you know, people are stressed out and they want an answer now and that kind of thing. The thing is, you want to give the right answer. Right. And everybody's like, well, I just need, I mean, I can't even tell you how many text messages I've gotten and emails and phone calls and 
hey, can you just tell me what the regs say? What are the, you know, what? No. I mean, I can, I can give you an overview like I gave everybody else. But in fairness, you really want us to do the work and get, you know, down and dirty into it and have the legal guys do the review because, number one, that's what they're there for. And number two, we want to have accurate information so that we know how to proceed and we know what to do. And I understand, I mean, geez, they only came out on Thursday. Right. right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, 500 pages, that's, you know, bigger than some novels. You know, it's bigger than some books. There's no way anybody can have read through 500, le- you know, pages of legalese and have a good, you know, grasp. And here's your handbook and here's your this and here's your that. So, you know, just hang tight, like you said, and, and just wait. There's, there's plenty of other things to be doing in the interim. While you wait for this, and we're going to put out that um, that cheat sheet that I was telling you about. We're going to put that out this week. Yes. But there's other stuff that people could be doing. I mean, not for nothing, man, but like for years. And you know what's so funny? I was, what is this is May. So toward the end of last year, I was at a vapor thing, and I was talking to somebody, and not a member, not a Safada member, but I was talking to somebody and I said, well, you know, the deeming regulations, blah, 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 and, you know, whatever. And it's not that I walk around pitching membership. My whole job is membership, right? I need to grow the organization so we can pay to do all the things that we need to do, right. et cetera. And I'm talking to this guy, and I kid you not, he said, I'm so tired of hearing about this federal thing. The states are what we have to worry about. I'm so tired of this. All you're doing is scaring people and just all the time, all just talking about the deeming rights, and I'm so over it and blah, 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 and whatever. And I said, hey, man. I'm like, then we are done talking. It's not a problem. I'm like, good luck to you. You know, and the thing is, he wasn't the first person that had that attitude when I would talk about this. These things were coming. These things were coming. It's not a surprise and that anybody was aggravated about having to talk about it or be reminded of it, well, we're all in it together now. So, you know, it's here. It is what it is. Right. Exactly. And we have to deal with it. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to deal with it. You know, we can't ignore it because it's not going away. It's here. can't be ignored. So, uh, yeah, everybody just relax. And, 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 yeah, go ahead. The other... Well, the other thing is that the deeming regs are here. They're final. These are the final regs. Right. Okay, this is it. So, you know, wash your hands. This is it. We're done. Final regs. But I will tell you that our opponents, they think that the deeming regs, the final regs, are too lax. They think they're too loose. Yep. And not strict enough. So, please, write it down that I'm telling you that the campaign against vapor will continue. Because a lot of our opponents and challengers do not believe the FDA did enough. Yeah. And if that doesn't scare the crap out of you, you're a better person than I. Right. That's right. We just got to fight. It, you know, it, 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 it doesn't scare me. I, I, we, we've gotten this far. Um, I think we can beat this. I do. I don't know. I, 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 I should be scared, but I just think we're going to beat this. I just don't see how anybody who would understand. I mean, I do think there's congressmen out there that are going to that are going to see this. I do. I know there's congressmen out there that see this and, and see that see that it's absurd. You know, I, and I know Republicans can see that, and Republicans are our friends right now, everybody. 
They could see that this is a uh, big government killing small business, and they don't like that shit. So, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's all going to work out somehow. I hope. I hope I'm not wrong. I really do. But it's just not going to work I, out by itself. I we am need... with you. Yeah. Listen, I, the only, re- you know, every day, you've heard me say this before, I get up every single day and I go, what shit is going to hit the fan today? And, like, I take a deep breath and I go work out and I do something or whatever. And I'm the person, and you guys know, that I will burn the bridges. I will shoot the hostages. I will do whatever it takes for us to win, right? Because I think we're on the side of right. I think we're right. We have logic. We have science. We have whatever. Yes, but what we've been doing so far is nothing compared to what we're going to have to do. And I, I'll dig in. I mean, I am super stubborn, and I want to fight, and I want to win, and I love a good underdog and the whole thing. But what we've had to do, and I say we, I mean the industry, had to do before is nothing compared to what we have to do coming up. Right. And we have to, and you know what vapors can do out there? Because I know vapors say, what can we do? Educate. Just educate. I'll give you an example. I was watching this fucking Dr. Sanjay Gupta do his uh, Facebook thing. (laughs) Now, he was talking about in 1962, uh, the Surgeon General took action against cigarettes because at that point they had discovered that cigarettes were linked to lung cancer. Well, you want to know how they knew that? Two years prior to that, the Royal College of Physicians put out a report linking cigarettes to lung cancer. All right. So he's noting that and in, in his whole e-cigarette dis- discussion. Well, someone needs to make him fucking aware. OK, so the Royal College of Physicians just came out how many weeks ago and said wonderful things about electronic cigarettes. So what do you got to say about that? I mean, listen, they were right about how uh, cigarettes were linked to, to lung cancer. Don't you think they're right about this? What, what, I mean, make him think he may go, you know what? You got a point. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. Try to educate people, not just people in the media that may be misinformed. Try to and be nice when educating them. Don't say, "Hey, fucking stupid." Be nice. <laughs> say, "Hey, listen. Um, maybe this will help you." Here's a re- here's a link to the Royal College of Physicians report. Maybe that'll help you. Send them names. Like for example, I sent uh, I sent uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta a tweet. I said I referred him to Dr. Michael Siegel and Gray Conley. I said they may you know they 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 would be able to help you at get information from them. If you want to learn, learn more truthful things about e-cigarettes, be nice, be courteous, educate, you know, even regular people in every day, people at work, people in your family, friends, just, just politely educate them. That's all that helps. That goes a long right. way. It really does. That's what vapors can do. Just educate. That's all. That's all you gotta do right now. Yep. We start, you know, and the thing is what we've not done is mobilize. I mean, listen, you know, I'm not going to say which way it was going or not going, but I will tell you that, like, when the primary was coming along here in Florida, I said to my mother and my sister, I'm going to need you to do this, this, and this, because my industry needs it. So, and, you know, my mom was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, nope, I am not kidding you. I need this. I need you to engage for me because I need to expand my reach. Right. And, you know, same thing with my husband, same thing with my brother-in-law. And this is something else that we need to do. 
If there's 9 million vapors, they all have families. They all have a, most of them have a significant other. They have kids. They have whatever. We need to expand that reach. Right. You know, then we triple our numbers, you know, and that's something that I don't think has been um, used enough, you know? No. So that's something else. And, and, you know, your congressmen and your senators, and we're going to be putting out, you know, what the letters are and what the calls are and all that other stuff. And when we come up with our legislative strategy, we need to expand our reach, expand the tent, you know? That's right. We need more of us. I agree, 100%. So I think we simplify this for everybody to understand. Obviously, there'll be more coming out as weeks and months go on, but... uh, that's it in a nutshell. We just explained it. So if you don't understand what Cynthia and I just talked about, I don't know. I can't help you. We made it as simple as we po- <laughs> as we possibly could. <laughs> Cynthia, wonderful you things. That, yes, you're you're doing wonderful <laughs> things with Safada. Sfata.org. Check out Safada.org. It's a wonderful organization. Cynthia is doing a great job there. I don't know where we'd be without them right now. It's just been wonderful. And I thank you for everything you're doing, Cynthia. I will speak on behalf of every e-cigarette user in the United States. They thank you as well. And uh, thank you I, I, thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate it. I know you're very, very busy and it's hard for you to do this. So I thank you for coming on and taking the time to do this. You're making me all misty-eyed and it was absolutely my pleasure. I love this industry. I just do. I do, so, too. Thank you. I do as well. That's why I do this show. I can't stop doing this fucking show. I, lo- <laughs> I love this industry. <laughs> I love vaping. I love everything that, that, that has to go on with it. It's fantastic. But thank you for coming on, Cynthia. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. All right. That was Miss Cynthia Cabrera. I can't roll my tongue the way she does. It's wonderful. Okay. We simplify the deeming regulations. Everybody understands. It is that simple. That straight, that that simple. And that's it. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Now, I'm still waiting for Dr. Siegel to send me a return message, but I believe it's going to be this Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to have Dr. Michael Siegel on. I mean, that's the time he sent me, so I agreed with that time, so I'm pretty sure. What I'll do is I will post it on the VP Live Network Facebook. I will post it on my Twitter. So I'll put on my Twitter and on my Facebook what time Dr. Michael Siegel is going to be on, and then I want all of you to spread it. All of you, spread it all over the goddamn place. It's not very often we hear from Dr. Michael Siegel. And you get a chance to call in, thank him, ask him questions. You know, he's really looking forward to doing this. You know, being able to talk to vapors and get questions, you know, any questions they may have. And, you know, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. He's been so wonderful for us in, in, in vaping. So I will uh, be posting when Dr. Siegel's going to be on. But I'm pretty, almost 100% confident it's going to be this Tuesday, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time which is great because people here on the East Coast can listen. People on the West Coast can listen. People over in the UK and over in Europe can listen. It's a perfect time for everybody to, to, to be able to listen. And what I'll also do, because we do have some listeners overseas, if they have any questions since they can't call in, I'll probably, well, actually, I have the chat. We'll have the chat room going. So people can uh, put questions in the chat. We'll read the questions that come up in the chat, and it'll be a wonderful thing. Dr. Michael Siegel. It's fantastic. All right, so 
Do I really want to get into this? No. I think I just want to end the show with what I just did. I think I just want to end it that way. The Plume Room. Dot com. You must visit theplumeroom.com. You must get their e-liquid. Do you want to know why? Because they got good e-liquid. And they sponsor VP Live. That's why. And you got to get that Cafe Ole. I have that in the fucking store. People go nuts over the goddamn Cafe Ole. If you like coffee vapes, you got to get the Cafe Ole. Or you got to get the angel sauce. I'm vaping the shit out of that angel sauce again. I was vaping the strawberry milkshake. Now I'm back on the angel sauce. That's stra- it's, uh, it's uh, rainbow sherbet. I love it. I love it. I love it. You take the angel sauce, the rainbow sherbet, you put it in a super mini tank, use that uh, Vaporesto ceramic coil, you're in heaven. It's that simple. You're in rainbow sherbet heaven. So theplumeroom.com, VPLI15 is the discount code to get 15% off your order. Check them out. And also check out Smokeless Image. They sponsor us too, smokelessimage.com. Go there. Tell your friends about them. Without these two sponsors, we will be able to do all this wonderful stuff that we're doing. So I thank them. And that's it. I'm done. I am out. <laughs>